You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Eureka After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Eureka After Show. Oh, I nice. love that the music's here. Let's just listen to the music for a moment. It's so awesome. Because <laughs> we're going to miss this when it's gone. No. Just saying. All right, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another wrap-up for Eureka on Sci-Fi. This is Season 5, Episode 11, Mirror, Mirror. On the wall. Oh, indeed. And the forest. And in the forest. (laughs) The mirrors in the forest. That was kind of awesome. All right, guys. I am Jenna Bush, and I am here with Jennings Roth Cornette. Hello, interwebs. So, all right. Let's let's jump right in. Yes. I Okay, let's jump right in with this, because I hope Jamie's watching Yes, Jamie, I hope you're watching. I really do, because here's the deal. How eerily spot on were we in our dialogue? Last we were week? slightly creepy. I know. I mean, <laughs> you know, and Amy Berg knows how much we like to say, I told you so. It's true. But that's kind true. Of because you predicted A, that Holly, the Hollybot would go wrong once again. Yeah. Which it did. Oh, yeah. Did it in a big way. Yeah. And then I was talking about the other people, the, right. the two sides of the human being. What makes you you and the two. And now we literally have the mirrors. And then... Dun, 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 the Matrix people. The Matrix people. Oh, my God. It was such a cool episode. Let's. I mean, I want to, like, maybe we'll talk about that. I'm not con- okay. It's either the people from the entities from the Matrix, which mm-hmm. it was the Z Wave, so I'm right. assuming it has to be. But I still want to know if the other Henry, the other Joe from right. this timeline, are playing a role in this. Ooh, do you know what I mean? You know, Jamie? I hadn't thought about that, Jamie. Let's. I'm going to tweet you right now, Jamie, and just see if you want to weigh in on this because. Honestly, like that's a that's right? a really good point, and I I hadn't thought of this. Um, I mean, and I don't know. They may not. They may not. Like they may have nothing. I hope they have something to do with it because Jamie Jamie sent us a yes last week. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm hoping that that yes had to do with that storyline. What I, what we were saying about that? Right. What happened to these people? Where are they? Well, it's interesting because Joe seemed a little colder. She was icy. Oh yeah, and I mean, but she did in the Matrix as well. She did. So. She seemed like the Matrix. Like if the fortress, if Superman's fortress of solitude mm-hmm. was possessed by a vengeance demon, Ooh. and then you carved a woman out of it, like that's that Joe. I think I want you to tweet that. I really. 
really, really do. Um, well, it's interesting because I was just watching, and I don't know if any of you guys out there watch this, but if you watch Eureka, you're probably going to like this. I watch on the Science Channel Through the Wormhole with Morgan Freeman. Oh my God, I was just watching I'm that. I'm so obsessed with this show. I was just watching that. Okay, did you see the thing about parallel universes and all that? Talk to me, baby. Oh my God, it was so brilliant. Like, I won't go deep into the science because seriously, you should watch you the should show. Watch it's the so show. good. But, um, but it's interesting because... You know, thinking about parallel universes, if you are the same person with significant differences, then what is the the guiding through line that keeps you close enough path wise to be to be pretty similar? Yeah, that is the thing. What are the slight? Oh, my God. Wait, I can't wait. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, don't let me forget. Don't let me forget when I do my Amazon pitches. Mm -hmm. Do not let me forget Shane Carruth. And secondarily to that, another Earth. I will. Don't let me forget. I love another Earth. Okay, Okay. so, but also, what are the things that make you different? And if in that particular timeline, something had happened with Joe, something had changed Henry, maybe Beverly gave them a different pitch. Maybe it wasn't the same pitch. Maybe things changed. Maybe you made a really good point last week, which was maybe, because it could have been that in this timeline, the intentions... Yeah, of Beverly and the organization were entirely different right. than they were in the previous time in the original timeline. Right. So, you know? and and if that is so, then is Joe this cold person? Is is Henry somebody who was sucked in by Beverly with a different pitch than happened in the other timeline? Right. So all of these things, and and he has to be a good enough person that when he grabbed Grace and pulled her in, that they end up getting married. Like there was something there because you don't see Grace as a bad person; Not you see her as a good person. Yeah. So there are so many things that I mean that makes sense to me that these would have been the people from the other timeline yeah I'm wondering or they could be sort of the the you know senator created entities that existed solely in the virtual realm who became somehow when Holly became sort of self-aware within the virtual realm and tried to get out that they tried to get out lest we forget there's still one person existing in a matrix who could have been pulling the strings on all of this and that is the senator oh that's true she's trapped in that prison that's totally true she could have used this as her opportunity to do some real damage totally true and we know she's coming back yeah exactly we know we've she's been told. Back. So, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we'll we'll get this soon because I'm dying to know. I know the cliffhanger at the end of the episode was so insane. I know. But just talking about Holly, like, I mean, her whole demeanor changed, mm-hmm. and that's something. I mean, you have to give a shout out to Felicia Day you have for that to. because even when she just turned around, yeah, just the look on her face Evil. was fantastic. But she still has that perkiness that, like, if you're if you're in the world and you're thinking, well, she just went through something really traumatic, maybe she's really stressed. Yeah, you know, you wouldn't necessarily go evil Hollybot. Yeah, evil Hollybot. I mean, here's the thing though. She, but this is her reaction to thing. Okay, bye. <laughs> that. <laughs> The line reading on the okay buys, because she said it twice and maybe three times. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> and I was like, that is like an amazing evil robot buy. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? Like, bye bye. Oh, yeah. Because it sounds like bye bye to your life, bye bye to the earth as you know it. <laughs> and also, I'm going to get a coffee. See you later. Right. Bye. <laughs> you know? It was really brilliant. I mean, she did a fantastic job. I. I love the switch in her, and I love the fact that everyone else was like, something's not right, but I don't want to push. Exactly. Exactly. I Yeah, I, I loved that performance, and I sort of... Also, I thought what was interesting 
here's what was kind of interesting about the last thing that she says to Carter. She, you know, zaps him and she says, right. now we're even. Oh, my God. Now so, we're even. So something is definitely retained there. Something is retained. But the weird thing is, is that that Carter didn't kill her. Right. So is she still confused about what happened in the Matrix versus what happened in this world? Did they yeah. scramble her brains? Well, it, I mean, if she died in this world. Yeah. But her existence is still in that world. Right. I mean, how much of these things have crossed over? I mean, is she both Hollies? Yeah. Or is she just one Holly? Does are Is there an imprint? Like, if you think of PTSD. Right. Is was the imprint of someone that she trusted killing her. I mean, is that, has that changed her personality? Because, you know, whether, and and that's something that, you know, we were talking about what is life and what is existence, but but what is your mental state? Because you ever have one of those dreams where you just, you wake up and you're like, you don't know. Yeah, I can't remember if that's real. And eventually you figure out, okay, the whale in the kitchen means it totally didn't happen. Right, but there's other things that are just to the left of your own reality Right, that you start to go, is that a memory or is that a dream? I mean, and memory is like that anyway. Memory is like such a mercurial thing and and a lot of it is filled in with fantasy. There's another thing on Through the Wormhole all about that. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, you guys... (laughs) How much do we love the Science Channel? Oh my God! Um, By the way, just in case you guys are wondering, and since you like Eureka, I know you'll appreciate this. Tomorrow there is a Firefly Marathon on the Science Channel. <laughs> so if you guys love Firefly, as I do, yeah, as we all do, how can you not? Don't, don't sleep on the brown coats. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I had the weirdest thing. I took this quiz the other day that was like, who is your, in your zombie apocalypse, like, who are the three people that will be with you? Yeah. And one of them was River River Tam. And I was like, she would either be the best ally this earth has ever seen, Mm -hmm. or she would like get really confused and cut me where I live. You know what I mean? Like, by the way, you should totally pick me because I have a lot of weaponry. No, you, you're already on my team. Okay, that's good. This was like the ones that are coming with them. One of them was LeBron James, which, huh? We're now, we don't want a celebrity. The worst. And it's not because I don't love LeBron, quite a player. It's because the last person I would want in my zombie apocalypse is a spoiled celebrity. Right. They're all getting kicked to the curb right away. It's totally true. It's totally true. I love the celebrities. They're very nice, but no, I want someone with weaponry. I want somebody who can, like, kill things. I have a flail, too, by the way. Yeah, no, you're already on. Did you know about my flail? No, but. It's actually my ex's flail, but I took it from him. I'm sorry that sounded really bad, but it is two balls on a chain. So oh, I'm God. just saying, so many things, so, so many. many things are happening so right many. now. So anyway, oh good lord! Speaking of two balls on a chain, please make the, this transition. I'm gonna make it. Watch. All right, two balls on a chain. Wasn't it interesting that the two people were mirroring one another as two balls on a chain would? Oh, oh, yeah, nice. No, I liked. This is what was neat. Of course, the mirroring, the image, the just the visual imagery of the mirror yeah. was a nice parallel. Yeah. But it was also really cool for that moment when, when the other Joe was just like, boom. I know. I love that moment. I know. Because, I mean, if we think back, Joe in the beginning of the series was a real hard ass. She was. I mean, and now, like, she's kissing Zane on the cheek for yes. being sweet. And it's, and it's really cool. Like, I love the transition. By the way, guys, Erica was going to call in tonight, but she has a six-week-old... 
adorable baby, so she couldn't do it tonight. Hopefully, she'll be able to call in next week, but we love Joe, so we just we wanted do. to give her a shout out. And this was a great episode for Joe. It really was. And so, but I think that um, seeing that side of her come out again. Not that, you know, the old Joe would have had to attacked herself, but I think it no, was cool to see the, the hard ass come back. Well, also, if you think about it, okay, either way, here's the thing, is that they're either these kind of like evil, like automatons that, that were created to exist in the Matrix, or they are these people that were displaced by the arrival of these other people. Right, right. Now, I'll tell you what. <laughs> if you displace me... Mm-hmm. Into a virtual realm or a computer system or yep. something for a few years, I'm gonna be a little cranky with you. Even I too if would you're be cranky. me, mm-hmm. even if you're me, I'm gonna be a little bit cranky with you when I right. get out. You know, and I like that they were both kind of looking at their hands. Yeah, yeah. Know, oh, like, that was a fantastic moment when she's like, when she was sitting with Fargo. Yeah. I think that I think that's great because I totally agree. Like, because if you. In your existence, if we're saying that the people in the Matrix are are really that self-aware, which they obviously are, then that you feel like you're the real one and this one's an imposter. So, I mean, it really does go back to what we were saying last week about what is reality, what is humanity, what is life. Right, exactly. And then I think that we are about to discover that. But the thing ultimately, though, is that Holly, they're now the reason that, okay, this is why they're not the real ones is because they're not even the real themselves in, in the sense, even Holly, who is Hollybot, yeah. From Holly, real Holly imprinted. Yeah. Once her mind is under the control of someone or something else, it, she she is no longer autonomous. Right. You know, so by your definition of the I think, therefore I am. Right. Um, I'm more of the like the Hindu Brahman, like, well, beneath the personality is the real you, but probably right, you'll right. only see it for a fleeting moment for like if you're on a mountaintop meditating for like five years. I kind of love that. But but I mean, there <laughs> there is that. But there's also like if the I think therefore I am you, if you think humanity like people can be brainwashed. Right. So there's that, too. So, I mean, people can be brought up since, you know, childhood to feel a certain way. And sometimes a personality can break out of that. And sometimes it can't. True. true you enough. know, something like PTSD, a big traumatic event can completely change who the, your personality. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you through therapy can probably get out of that, but sometimes you can't. And right. sometimes the personality doesn't if you don't go through therapy or whatever. So, I mean, events and and you know, other personalities and other influences can change who you are. So, so I'm going to go really deep here. So what does that mean for who the core of you is, which sort of speaks to your philosophy that like underneath everything that's happened to you is who you are. Right. Like I, I'm of the, you are not your thoughts. Right. You are not your emotions. Right. You're not what's happening to you right now. You're, you're not your memories. You're something else entirely. Right. But you big you. Yeah. That's kind of my, my sort of pseudo new agey boo hooey. No, but I mean, I totally think that too. I mean, I think existence is that you are self aware. Yeah. However, I mean, I was watching again, through the wormhole, yes. but they were talking about dogs. You're and they pitching were... the crap out of the show too. Okay, but I love it, and it's Morgan Freeman. No, I love it, and it's, I love it too. It's so awesome. Yeah. Also, Morgan Freeman was one of the first people I interviewed. My first interview was Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman, so I kind of loved him. I did a horror movie. 
oh. the first interview. Anyway, let's see. All right. Well, but but I mean, the thing that, that I thought about existence was he was talking about dogs. It was the one about, is there a superior race? Very controversial episode. But they talked about dogs and breeding. And right. they said, like, if you have the um, intelligence of somebody who's under 18 months, if I throw a towel over your head, you're like, where did the world go? Yeah. You just sit there. And if you're over that yeah. level of intelligence, you throw it on, you're like, get this off me because yeah. I know the world didn't disappear. Yeah. So it is sort of that. And I love, I mean, I, I, I love dogs and I, I've taken, and I've definitely dogs. taken care of both kinds. Yeah. The, oh, the like, do. the get this off me because I know the world is still there. Yeah. And the, and the, where did everything go? And I've had both <laughs> kinds of cats too. Oh, yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Don't you love them both equally? Absolutely. You know? And like, they're both still alive. They're both still self-aware. So Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, they're both, yeah, they're both sentient beings. Anyway, we're, we're speaking of sentient. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have no idea how this segues, but we should talk about Amazon right now. All right. So, guys. Because Amazon is self-aware. Amazon is totally, <laughs> it's a singularity. Amazon is totally self-aware. No, the singularity starts with Siri. You know that. You know, they are. So, by the way, just so you know, my mom totally watched the last episode. Now, I think she's a little freaked out by Siri. She should, Hi, know, mom. You should be. You, you're sure right she's going to watch feel that way. She, she did mention your fear of Siri. Sh- I'm um, right. All right. But Siri does get me good restaurants. Um, all right. So, guys, if you want to order from Amazon, as I do, generally with wine, um, what you do is you go to AfterBuzzTV.com. Click on the Amazon banner. It takes you right back to Amazon. It takes two seconds. And we get goodies so we can bring you more goodies. Um so, all right, this week's Drunk Purchase um, goes directly to, Roth and I actually work on um, the, the True Blood after show as well yes. on Sunday nights at 9 Pacific Which live. Which you should watch. You really should, because it's a lot of fun with Yerman Gurr and JC Rubio, and it's We're a lot of fun. really awesome and a lot of fun. And if you watch, by the way, this coming Sunday, we have Terry Todlow. He's going to be our guest. So, Ooh. big, Ooh, big, love big, him. big, big, awesome. We love Terry. We love him. So, um... This week, this past week on True Blood, we were talking about bacon. As you do. Mm-hmm. And I happen to be a vegetarian, but I appreciate the love of bacon very, very much. So my drunk purchase this week was right after the show, I went home, had some wine, and purchased some chocolate with bacon in it Yum. for my three co-hosts. Yay! Yeah, us. yeah, because... Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited for the bacon. Right. I, I am not eating the bacon, but I will get chocolate for myself. Just oh, regular girl. chocolate. I'm going to eat that bacon. Well, as we said, as like we said, I'm mad at it. the bacon, if you boil a pig, it doesn't taste like bacon. It's all about the spices. So I can totally have things that taste like bacon. That are not bacon. That are not bacon. We will get you veg. I'll bring, uh, as as my treat to you, I will get you veggie bacon. Thanks. I love veggie bacon. Um, I'm going to do my Amazon pitch. Yes, as bring, I was supposed to, to, to remind you. And I'm glad that you did. Thank you. Um, there are two, because we've been talking a lot about this idea of of multiple sort of versions of yourself mm-hmm. and, and parallel universes and these things. There are two films that explore this idea, I think, incredibly. Incredibly well, intelligently, um, with with a lot of depth, very nuanced, original Ooh. ideas, um, and just, just beautiful. Actually, they're just both just gorgeous. Okay, so and they're both independent films and rather small independent films. The first one I'm going to pitch to you is called Primer. It won Sundance in 2004. Um, a man named Shane Carruth made the film. 
It was made for about $7,000. And you can see it because there's a lot of grain in the film and so forth and so on. I saw that movie. Did you like it? Yeah, I saw that movie. I haven't seen it. I love this movie. I think it's just a fascinating look at the idea of time travel and what that would mean in terms of the creation of multiple versions of yourself and what that does to you and what that would do to a human being and sort of the consequences of it. I think it's a great script. He acts in it. He stars in it. He wasn't an actor, but he's. It's a great performance as well. It might be. Did you like it? So, okay. I, I thought it, uh, it was interesting. I like their take of time travel, and um, I also started watching the commentary. Yeah, too. And, yeah, yeah. I well, would suggest uh, watching and listening to the commentary. I would too, because I heard him. See, he came to my film school actually and spoke a little bit. Um, and and so I think if you're a filmmaker, if you're interested in film, it's another great reason to watch it because he was able to do this with no money, calling in favors, very limited resources. Um, so I think that's very inspirational if you're an artist as well. Another artist who's who's sort of an up and comer, um, who Jenna and I have both talked to and interviewed, and and she's just wonderful. Her name is. Britt Marling. Oh my God, she's amazing. We love you, Britt. We do. We do. We absolutely do. Her name is Britt Marling. She had a film this year called Sound of Your Voice. So fantastic, guys. If you have not seen it, you, you must. must. It's really amazing. And this film is sort of about time travel and it's it's sci-fi, but again, it's really indie and it's about the relationships. It's very intimate. But here's another one that she did that's about parallel universes. But again, it's really about a person confronting themselves. Yeah. And it's it's beautiful and she's gorgeous in it it's called another earth and you should be able to get that on amazon as well and i really think you should okay those are my pitches all right you know what i'll add one to that um uh never let me go yes is another sort of side oh i'm so glad you guys have seen it it's so good it's so good andrew garfield who is our new spider-man carrie carrie um, mulligan mulligan karen knightley who i I have not always been the best the biggest fan of but she's so fantastic in this film it's really beautiful it really gives you an idea of what humanity is and it totally sort of feeds back into eureka and it's it's really oh so if you guys are sci-fi fans yeah if you guys are sci-fi fans these are some ones to check out that you may not have heard of absolutely all right well let's let's move on to henry and i mean this sort of makes sense because henry henry is dealing with in in typical henry fashion um his he, he's very self-sacrificing. He always has been. Um, and and it was sad for me to see another bad thing happen to Henry because after the whole Kim thing, which I'm still not over, Jamie, just so you know, I'm still not over that. Um, guys, in case you're wondering, we're talking about Jamie Pallia, who's yes, the creator of the, the show. The creator so. of the show, who... Who were currently telling Lucy you got a lot of spinning to do. I know, I know. But but I mean he he does and this is one of the reasons I love Henry. Uh, yeah. And that he's sacrificing himself. He's he feels that if Grace is punished, he should be punished because this other version of himself right. did something. Did so I'm curious about you guys. Like what what would you do? Would you do the same thing? Like if your significant other if this had happened to you and you felt like, well, they said you recruited them for something, but this is a past you can't remember, would you punish yourself or would you stay outside and try to fix it from outside? I mean, that's a, that's that's a, I think the I think what does it solve ultimately for right. Henry to pay for a crime he didn't commit? Right. It right. doesn't solve anything because it's not even like if you say. God forbid, blacked out, or right? And, and, but you actually did something, right? You this happened I mean? on Doctor Phil today, which I normally don't watch, but it was on in the background. And I'm just saying, yes. somebody killed someone and has absolutely no memory of it, yeah, or it says so. I mean, but 
but it does it doesn't help so does the self sacrifice is is it a a gesture of love or i mean because for me i would think i would stay on the outside so yeah. i could find a way to help because i'm in eureka and i'm a genius maybe i can figure something out from the outside well i think too i mean i think the other the other question with that is like is he operating under the assumption that that will lessen the punishment for grace i mean that right. i mean that seems like because certainly there are cases where, like, oh, okay, well, if you give them the bigger fish, your sentence gets reduced right, or something right. to that effect. So if he's the bigger fish, and will her sentence get reduced? Totally. Then that's sort of a different question, I suppose. But still, he didn't do it. You know, right. this other Henry did it. And I also feel like, I mean, in a town like Eureka, could you, when you understand, could you not explain that? Right. To some degree. Yeah, you you probably could. You could say. But, I mean, that would would put them all under suspicion, under surveillance. But do you think... There was a reason they kept it secret. Right. And, I mean, do you think that Henry... I mean, do you think that all of them, I guess, in a way... They don't want to be guinea pigs. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, there's that. But there's also, do you feel like... And it's something that we talked about before with Joe and Carter together. And when they program the Matrix and Mm -hmm. program these characters, did they... These are real impulses, like right. you know, as as Colin Ferguson told us, right. they definitely played into the Joe Carter thing right. during scenes. So that was definitely potential. And had things changed or had something been different, maybe they would have ended up together. Right. So maybe in Henry's head, he thinks, well, there was definitely a part of me that could have appreciated this. So maybe I should be punished for my thoughts, yeah. which is something that comes up a lot you know, in in religion and mm-hmm. just even in thoughts in general, I've I've had all these terrible thoughts toward this person. Should I feel guilty around them? Because wow, I've never actually done anything. Brave new worldy. I know, right? Yeah. Um no, I don't think we should have thought police. I don't think um. so either. But I mean but isn't it but isn't it a thing that that's sort of in your personality? Like I've thought all these terrible things about this person. I should feel a little guilty when I see them. Yeah. Well maybe you should. To right. be honest, I mean, right. maybe that, that I think, look, we're built that way for a reason. And people that don't have sort of that impulse to to feel that guilt or feel that remorse or feel that shame are called sociopaths. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And so I, I don't think that that's no, necessarily a negative response. But I do think like with anything, there's balance. Right. And even something like that's positive, like guilt or a conscience. Right. You know, or it can become shame which is can is a really toxic emotion it is it is but in this case it's his wife who he's fallen in love with you know who has changed i mean because you figure with grace let's talk about grace for a second because you know grace had this man that she loved Uh and realized he was gone and that this was a new henry and still managed to fall in love with him and get past all of this. So he has to feel this incredible love and respect for her. But what Grace was saying, but what Grace was saying was that basically this version of Henry pulled her back from the dark right, side. Right, exactly. Pulled her exactly. away from a path that was going to ultimately be really destructive for her. Right. So I think that the truth is, I mean, I used to have a boyfriend who was a lovely human being, but I called him... I said that we were each other's bad plug. Right, right. 
like we just sort of brought out the worst kind of tendencies in one yeah. another and it was a really toxic relationship for that reason this is way true confession yeah but, I had one of those too um, but there there are other people that sort of bring out the best in you right you know and then there are people that have the ability to do both right and it sort of depends on where you are and where they are and and whatever so I feel this like I feel like Henry those are two versions of Henry. One where he made decisions and choices to focus on certain things. And maybe it was as simple as like, I mean, talking about what you're talking about earlier, what are the things that are different? Right. I mean, maybe with the butterfly effect, maybe right. it, it's one little thing where somebody wronged him when he was 10 and he never forgave him. Right. And that set him on a path to be a certain kind of person right. that... Grace could still respond to because he still has the same pheromones, the same sense of humor, the same sex appeal, whatever it is. But that would lead her on into her dark self. Right. You know? And then this Henry made a different choice. Maybe even that little. Like he whatever he forgave that kid he didn't that see someone killing a dog in an alley he would or he didn't experience something or he responded to something right. he chose to respond to it differently whichever yeah. um so he went down another path and that person has the ability to lead her to her best self right not that other people control your choices they don't no but i mean influence does i mean it can it's it's totally normal that like you see something and like look i not to bring this like super down, but like, can you imagine who you would be had like I I was in New York for September 11th, right. and my entire life changed because of that. So I wonder what I would have been and who I would have been had that not happened. Right. And maybe it would have been better. Maybe it would have been worse. You have no idea. You have no way to know. But something that dramatic that most of the country can appreciate and understand. Like you don't know who you would be. Right. So you know that's you have no idea what Henry would have been. Right. Or or what kind of choices or decisions he make. And we we don't know what was influencing him at the time either. Right. I mean, and I think with these new versions or the you know. Who are they? I would rather them be sort of fully. I would prefer them to be fully realized people right. than just brainless robot automatons who are out for destruction for no reason. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be a lot more interesting for them to have conf- to confront this other version of herself. I mean, of themselves, because I mean, just really quickly wrapping around to another Earth. This girl does something by accident. Yeah. But she does something incredibly traumatic. Yeah. That changes who she is so dramatically. Yeah. How she looks, how she walks, how she holds herself. Everything about her life is altered by this one mistake she made. Yeah. And then when she sees, even just for a second, this parallel version of herself, you think that one thing changed. You see it. Yeah. You see how it changed everything. Yeah. You know? So, I mean... I would rather those two beings confront each other in a way than have it just be a battle of good versus evil. Yeah, totally. Well, it's always more interesting when you're... All right, my favorite um, villain of all time is, and I am so nerding out right here, but if you guys have ever read Dragonlance... Um, Dragonlance is, you know, it's very D&D. They, they sort of, in theory, role-played characters and who died and all that. And, and not completely. And I did an interview with the authors. You can, you can look it up. But um, but there's a character called Raceland who is, he's, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He, but there's so many good things about him. There are so many moments where you're like, I could totally save you. Yeah. And it's. 
and all the other characters feel the same way, including his brother. And I still haven't been able to get over that character. Like right. I still, and I read this this book, I don't, and I don't even want to tell you how many years ago. Yeah, but it still haunts me. I still think I want to. You just want to fix him. You know what's awesome? Let's nerd out a little more. Okay. Do you know what's great about the end of Harry Potter? <laughs> many, many, many things. <laughs> so many things. Many but, things. But this was my favorite moment in the series, I think, which is saying a lot. I yeah, crashed really. a wedding to get the seventh book. <laughs> um, <laughs> makes me so happy. But it's the moment where Harry's in the midway worlds with, yeah. with Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah. And, and the little baby the Voldemort. Weird, the weird, creepy embryo thingy. Embryo Voldemort is kind of... That's so and, creepy. And Henry and um, Harry is so Henry. <laughs> Harry is so who he is, which is that person that's like, I want to save him. Yeah, I want to yeah. save him. And Dumbledore has to tell him, "You've literally got to let this go." Yeah, because you wanting to do that, as much as that's a positive impulse, impulse will destroy the world. Yeah, because you'll keep him alive. Right. And the truth is, what he's become, he made of himself. Yeah. As much as it pains you to think about that, that somebody made themselves that, you have to let it go. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Totally. Um, why does that relate to here? Because <laughs> we're talking about the choices. And I right. don't know if it'll come down to these other beings being that, that their choices were so dark and so negative. Um, and so, I don't know, maybe they're not. But seemingly filled with malice that right. they maybe are sort of irredeemable. Right. And I'm just going to point this out before we go to iTunes that um, there is a web series coming up and I just discovered it randomly on Tumblr but it's Harry Potter 10 years later. Have you seen it? No, but there's oh. there's Pottermore too. Oh, there's Pottermore. Totally. Yeah. But I, I saw the trailer for <laughs> Harry Potter 10 years later. Look it up. Email them. Tell them I sent you. It. It is. It's going to be a web series. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Okay. On that note, let's talk about iTunes because, guys, we love you. We do. And we love all of your comments. And keep sending us comments. And also, go to iTunes, rate us nicely, please. And I said it in the way that made JC laugh it's on True, true Blood. true, because we're very nice. But we, but we love you guys. No, I mean, we really do. So, guys, make sure you subscribe to us. Um, I know we only have a couple episodes left, but subscribe to us. Subscribe to After Buzz and subscribe to our True Blood show if yeah. you watch. Because I think we're going to do Doctor Who. We too. are doing Doctor Who, and we're also going to do Homeland, yeah. um, both of which are amazing, amazing shows. Um, if you watch Eureka, you probably watch Doctor Who, I hope. And if you don't, catch up in time. because it's Oh, dude, catch up. Really. But seriously, subscribe and rate and we really appreciate it It, tell us tell a friend tell everybody um it it makes us happy and then we smile yes and also tweet us tweet us make sure um we'll give you our twitter handles at the end but make sure you tweet us because we do talk about this during the week facebook us all of that stuff yeah and then also just so you know um somebody tweeted me the other day to tell me that eureka was their favorite show and i was like tweet jamie Tweet Jamie, you guys. Yeah. Tell him. Let him know how much his his show sort of moved you and affected you over the years. Yeah. Because he's so lovely and so nice. And then I'm sure he appreciates hearing that. It's true. And it's been such a huge show for me. I mean, I've watched it since the first episode. And just so you know, it's at Jamie Paglia. It's J-A-I-M-E-P-A-G-L-I-A. Um, also, we want to talk about the there's an app that's out there now. It's a podcast app. Just look it up. It's for I, iPhones only at this point. But make sure you look at it. Um, you can it. it it's actually amazing. If you subscribe to podcasts and listen to them when you hike, like I do, um, it 
puts all of them in a really easy format. You can download everything you want. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to at Watchtower Base. Yes. Our friend Adrian, who is doing um, reels for us Yay, for Eureka. He's you, so Adrian. nice. And he watches all of our shows. So yeah. I just wanted to give a shout out to you. I know he's been tweeting us and I just wanted to say hi. Hello. Thank you for making the reel. We can't wait to see it. I know. It. I'm very excited. And and thank you so much for watching everything that you do. It, yes. it really means a lot, especially when you guys respond. Like, it, it means a lot. It does. And we love getting the tweets, too. So We really do. All right. So let's let's move on to the idea of the Matrix. I'm Yeah. Well, OK. Yeah. Let's move on to the idea of the Matrix. We're in it right now. What makes life? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We just got really deep there. I feel like I should say, hi, mom, again. <laughs> Right the second. Um, I mean, well, since we were talking about Brahman and and, and the Atman and Hinduism, like, since we went really since, deep, since we were already at the Brahman, um, I mean, there's certainly you know the idea of Maya, which is some people are like, all of life is an illusion, which plays right. in when we're looking in terms of science. That what we were talking about previously was it kind of is though I mean physiologically yeah. right you know what you're seeing and like also just in terms of the limitations uh, of our range in hearing visual range and so forth and the, the variances with that life is what you perceive it to be in a lot of ways physically yeah. it's also what you perceive it to be I mean think about how different things look when you're in a good mood or when you're in a bad mood right Right. Honestly. Well, your brain conserves energy. And I know we've talked about this before from yeah. something you saw and from something I heard on NPR that, um, you know, to conserve energy, your brain looks at a situation and sees what it expects to see. And if something is different, it takes a moment for right. that to register. So, you know how you burn your finger on a stove and for a second it doesn't hurt. And yeah. then you're like, oh, crap, that's not good. Or you look and you see a room and you, you register that there's someone that you haven't seen in 10 years there, but it takes a moment and you have to stare for a second. Right. And it's, you know, like I started as an actor. I know you did, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to think about these moments where you look in a room and you're like, oh, wait. Oh, my God, you're there. Like, it's a it's a big right. deal. But it, it's because your brain draws pictures. I totally did the Meisner. I did the repeating, yep, stay in the too. moment, and listen to your partner in business. <laughs> oh, my God. whole business was your shirt is black. Uh-huh. Oh, oh yeah. Your shirt is black. Your shirt is black. Yeah. Six months of that, friends. Just so you know. <laughs> Just so you know. But it but, does, I mean, it does, like, you really have to perceive things. I mean, you really have to look closely and be ready for anything if you really want your brain to pick things up quickly. Yeah. Because it won't. It's conserving energy. And one of the things I said on, once again, through the wormhole with Morgan Freeman, um, that if we were to progress to a certain they point, send you some DVDs. Honestly, Carry they on. really <laughs> should because I love it. Um, but but I mean, there's there are moments where, um, like you, I don't know, you look at something and you think I should be able to take in more. Right. And they said if you were to progress to that point, the brain would have to be larger. Yeah. If the brain's larger, anybody who's having a baby, as Erica Chera could appreciate, the, the brain, the head would be bigger. Nobody needs that. Right. If you're going to have a baby. Right. Well, the brain the brain focuses on what it perceives to be the important piece right. of information, right. basically. Right. Um, but and and so but what that means in terms of the matrix in this mm-hmm. world is is perception is reality. Right. In in some sense. It's not. But it also kind of is. And right. so 
when these people are coming out of the matrix, they're, and this is what we were basically saying previously, their perception, maybe, we don't really know because they haven't said too much about what they want or what they're doing mm-hmm. other than mayhem and destruction, um, is that they their perception may be, I'm sorry, this is just kind of banging on things. Their <laughs> perception may be that they are what's real, that right. what they want. And of course, their perception is going to be that their goal is the right goal. And right. I think that that's what we're going to see ultimately from um, when the senator makes her appearance, which is I'm convinced that the senator is going to make her Has appearance. To. And that well, she, we've been told yeah, by a number of guests yeah, that it's that happening. She's coming out. And my, my guess is that she may be sort of pulling the strings on right. these people at this point. Her perception is going to be that her point of view is the accurate point of view. You, right. You know, and, and what she's doing is for the greater good. That's my guess. Beverly had the same perception, but I think she may have altered it, you know, seeing right. sort of that the means don't justify the ends in this particular case. Right. Um, and and that and that I mean, it's just going to be fun to see how that kind of plays out between the characters and then what we're talking about with these two versions of Henry. I mean, I like what they set up that this Henry brought me back to, right. to kind of like the the light. Um, to the light. Henry brought us to the light. On that note, guys, we are going to take a quick commercial break and we will be right back. Hey there, good buddies. The handle's Wooly Bear. I'm a truck driving man, but I'm not that old school kind of truck driving man. No, I like to listen to podcasts while I'm driving through these great United States of ours. And my favorite podcasts in the world are from AfterBuzz TV. And why? Because <laughs> AfterBuzz TV is like a post-game wrap-up show for all your favorite TV shows. Like Jersey Shore, Dancing with the Stars, Mad Men, and a whole truckload more. I like listening to my Gossip Girl podcast, catching up with all my fellow fans and getting all the latest news and gossip. You know, I got some strong opinions. And AfterBuzz TV lets me share those opinions with thousands of other listeners. What a feeling. I used to doze off on those lonely stretches of road. And don't worry, I got the cruise control. But now I'm wide awake and listening to all the AfterBuzz TV goodness. <laughs> Check them out. Give them a holler. And tell them the old woolly bear sent you. Can I, can I throw something out say something really quickly. Yes, you can. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> so Henry and um, remind me to tell you about the show that I was watching about black holes later. Because guess guess how you can see a black hole? How pass light over it? <gasps> Ooh. No, literally. Ooh, some Science Channel. Of course. Um, so <laughs> with <laughs> this is what what I thought was cool in terms of the relationships. We, we've been talking about Henry and sort of the effect that your partner can have on you in a way, both positive and negative. Um, and I think that with Zane and Joe this week, <gasps> what was really lovely is that he wouldn't let her step, not let her, because he's not right, right, controlling right, her right. choices once again. Right. Um, but he didn't want was her opposed to. Right. to being an accomplice in her stepping over a line that he knew she would later regret. Right. Um, and I thought that was lovely about it really the, you was. know and it was it was kind of a really it was a beautiful moment between them i thought that was a cuz that's a real thing in a partnership i mean there's yeah. we see a lot of depictions of love and romance and it's all very dramatic but a tiny moment like that i mean that's the moment you're like okay that's a real partner that i right. would want to have in life yeah like he fixed it for her but he wouldn't let her Go over. I mean, that's something that in good relationships that I've been in, I felt like I want to do this for you so you don't have to do it. 
And it was it was a really lovely thing. Well, I think, too, I mean, I know you and I know yeah. myself. I mean, I yeah. don't think Zane did anything. I do think that there is there is um, unhealthy self-sacrifice. Oh, of course. There like, is. Oh, absolutely. There's no because it doesn't help. I think that's what we're saying with Henry. It's like, OK, well, yeah, but martyr self, doesn't help. Martyrdom doesn't help anyone. In fact, it's really toxic. <laughs> yeah, it is. And negative. But saying to someone, I know you and I know this is not a line you actually want to cross. Right. And she doesn't. Yeah. And this isn't who you are. But it kind of is who I am. So fuck it. And yeah, right. <laughs> right. Totally. Totally. Like, I don't mind. Totally. I'd like to point out that um, Linda Thompson uh, at S-T-O-G-A-M on Twitter said, what is it to be human? Check out Star Trek, the next generation measure of a man, which I happen to love. Oh. I happen to love that episode. So I just thought I'd point that out. De- guys, definitely look that up because it, it really is an interesting thing that that nice. show has has. Um, gone after before also i want to point out uh, matt dunlop um said that he's excited that we're doing doctor who and he tweets us all the time so i just want to call him out he's at the g 33k3 so the geeky no i think it's g337m isn't it no k3 sorry sorry, matt (laughs) (laughs) but i just want to call him out because he always watches our stuff and i thought you know yeah definitely and yeah. The, those are two great thanks for tweeting that you guys um and they're good recommends yeah you guys can get stars tra- star trek on amazon it's awesome just saying um <laughs> now i'm lost i'm on star no, trek well, we want to talk about carter and allison yes we do yeah well first of all carter had a good idea with his garage door opener his he clicker did. who says you're not sciencey oh that was the cutest line ever almost everyone i know <laughs> oh but well let's talk about andy then yeah because- poor andy Oh, Andy. I love Andy so much. I know. He's really had kind of a rough couple of weeks. He really has. You know, he keeps, he keeps, I mean, but here's the thing. I feel like the the show is in a way postulating, as I would, by the way, Jamie, Mm -hmm. that AI is in some ways dangerous because it is. Because you don't like Siri. No, because it is more (laughs) susceptible, vulnerable. Right. To negative interference. But is it? But is it? Because. Clearly, yes. But. But, but, I mean, I'd say immediate interference because if you think of a human brain and what happens in your childhood, what happens in your adolescence, like all of these things and trauma that happens to you as an adult, like all of these things can completely change you. So, you know, so look at a robot, maybe a programming thing can change them. Like it's, is it different? I mean, no, in a way, no. I mean, but our programming sort of happens over time. There's certainly um, rapid fire events that can take place to to change the programming and yeah. to have a huge effect on your life. Like we're talking about PTSD. Right. There could be, God forbid, like a huge event that happens right. that would change you for sure. And we're talking about like with Britt Marling. She, mm-hmm. This event changed the whole course of her life. Right. Um, not is Brit, that different? Not Brit, the character. Well, right. I mean, but is um, that different than than somebody changing your programming I mean, from the outside? The, it sounds more vulnerable, but it's... The way I see it as being different is because I think there's some part of me that is so fundamentally American in a way. And I mean this truly. Like, where... I mean, really, I think it's... Well, you can change everything. No, in that, in this, in that I think I hold the autonomous individual sacrosanct. I think to me, for some reason, and I don't know why, that became fundamentally the most valuable and important thing. I don't know why that is. But so, so the idea of, of... 
interference, a person controlling you, an outside entity controlling you is so abhorrent to me. So I feel like these robots are more vulnerable to that. But do you think it's different, like that somebody is controlling you from the outside, like a government or something like that? versus you happen to be on the street and your best friend is standing with you and gets hit by a bus. Because a friend of mine, um, and I wasn't there, but was hit by a car and broke pretty much every bone in her body. She's fine, by the way. But if I had been there to see it, as many of her friends were, like, would that change everything? And is that outside control? Like, it's not somebody saying, I'm going to control you, but it's it's an outside event that you have absolutely no control over that comes in, changes something quickly, and what does it do to your personality? And then I think that's kind of the human journey, is that how much control are we going to let these things and events have over the rest of our lives? And then as adults, I think a lot of us are confronted cyclically with that. Like, okay, how much am I going to let my childhood really control me? Or my job loss or whatever. Whatever it is. How much am I going to let these events control my life or not? And I think that we make different decisions different times right sometimes they control our emotions more than others you know and then our emotions affect our thoughts or the reverse right and i think that's kind of the human journey but you are still driving the ultimate bus right in that scenario but would ai be doing the same thing like if you hit it depends where ai is in in the grand scheme of things like if you've gotten to the point where it's just this is my programming. This is a, a thing that I do over and over and over again. Right. Or have you gotten to the point where the singularity, where you are, for, <laughs> you know, I say that a lot. <laughs> I mean, are you are you not necessarily sentient, but at the point where you're talking about like, I'm making decisions, I'm processing faster than humans. So, you know, is, is an outside force, whether it's environmental or programming, yeah. going to change who I am? Or if I've gotten past the point where humans can control me, am I saying, well, I can choose to say, I don't like that programming. Yeah, I mean, and that's a really good question. And that's when AI becomes especially dangerous. Because why would they not kill us at that point? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> in Prometheus, um, David David has an as a line. David is is Michael Fassbender, who's mm-hmm. the AI in Prometheus, um, and he's like, "Doesn't everyone want to see their parents dead now?" We don't want to see our parents dead, no. people. <laughs> no. He doesn't. We're not talking about literally here. But you want to outlive them because but, that's normal. But, but what you want, what you want, I think, archetypally, is the separation right. into your own life. And, and that happens sooner or later for different people. Right. You know, and you might not even physically be in contact with the parents. And that could that relationships could still be playing out and running most of your life. You talked about programming. A lot of us run on programming and don't even know it. Right. Doing repeated patterns. However, with AI, what I'm talking about is literally, bitch got an email and then she did some stuff. <laughs> right. Some totally different stuff mm-hmm. than she would have done 10 minutes ago when she didn't get the email. Exactly. makes me a little afraid of you know Tumblr, I mean? just saying. I'm talking about literally. She got an email with some, <laughs> this is the Ring video. Video that you're going to watch for two minutes with some stuff and some static, and now you're a whole different polybot. You know, like I know. I'm just that, saying I, that's the kind of influence that I'm talking about. I just joined part of my French, by the way, because I think Felicia is lovely and I love how I love Felicia too. Now. I do too, and I think she did a great job. But what I'm no, saying she really is like, did. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. But what I'm saying is they are. I think that what a lot of sci-fi questions is fundamentally. If you don't have what we consider to be a human soul, right? if you don't have autonomy in that way, 
if you are operating on programming that can be fiddled with right. by outside forces, are you not more vulnerable yeah. to alterations? Yeah, and I, I'd just like to point out that the fact that I, I hate the fact that Eureka was canceled because yes. I love this show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. However, I do love the fact that, as Colin said, Sci-Fi said, okay, we'll do what you need to do, and gave them the final episode. Yeah. And I have it sitting at my house, a screener, and I cannot watch it. I will not watch it out of order. I just can't. Don't so do it. I can't. I totally can't. Don't do it. But I think there's something about the freedom of a show like this to explore what is human, what is yeah. humanity, what is conscience, what is a soul, all of that. Like, who would do that if you're thinking about being renewed? Like, would would a network allow that? I mean, I don't know. Maybe sci-fi would, but I, would it? Would it? I th- I think this. I think that honestly, to Jamie's credit, to the writers' credit, that they took on and a shout out to them too. Like, yeah. really, you guys, if you're listening to this and you're watching this at all, I really think you should tweet both Jamie and Amy right now yeah. and just be like. Props. Amy Berg, by the way, is at Amy. Ber- uh, sorry, at Bergopolis. Bergopolis. It's Amy Berg. Yes, she's fantastic. Tweet them and say props immediately because I think, to their credit, they did take on some of these issues. Huge, even you know, previously in the series, and they were yeah. able to do it, and yet still bring in the humor as they still are. Still bring in the humor and the light, so that we're having fun while we watch this, right. and while we're we're not thinking of these things, and then you know, drinking a bunch of scotch because we're depressed. We like we're, scotch, though. Although we, we just drink it. Anyway. We love the scotch anyway, right. obviously. But <laughs> but we're we're laughing and we're having fun with Carter at the same time right. that they're presenting. But listen, they they address some big things with Kim, and yeah. with change. You know, what do you do if you lose someone that you love, and then what are the consequences of that? I mean, I think they're constantly questioning what are the things that we can do. How can you push the boundaries of humanity of science um, via your own will? And right. most of the time, the will is inspired from a positive place right from love or from from the will to do good in the world but what kind of boundaries are you pushing and then what are the consequences and i think they have been asking those questions throughout the series oh absolutely absolutely guys we love you we do we really do um i know we don't have a lot of episodes left but guys make sure you tune in because it's this and is an amazing show feeds. watch the live feeds and also listen to the podcasts Go back, watch from the beginning, because, I mean, I've loved this show since the first episode, and it's just it's just such a great show. It's so well done. The actors are so great. Also, this may be the nicest cast in history. Seriously. We do this for, believe it or not, uh, <laughs> we actually get paid to, um, thank God, um, right. to interview actors and, and so forth, and, and they are delicious they are all so lovely and kind and open and it really wonderful. is wonderful i mean neil you know neil grayson has been on a number of times colin has been wonderful jamie's been wonderful deborah has been wonderful so guys seriously and make sure you tweet them yeah. and tell them how much you appreciate the show because i know we're coming to an end and i really hate that yeah. do you do you want to try for a prediction real quick yes let's try for a prediction now, you're after buzz tv 
I only said that to hear the music. I kind of love the music and the light changing. I know we were serious today, so let's try. I know. Uh, let's try. I know. I feel like we were super serious. Sorry, guys. We were really dark. We're fun Very too. Dark. Let's let's go Carter for a minute. Let's have a. I'm going to try for a fun prediction. I okay. got to think of it though. All right. So you go first. Pressure. Oh dear God. All right. Um. I wonder if there's going to be another wedding. I wonder at least if... I, my guess is there won't be a wedding. It'll probably be an engagement, I'm thinking, Joe and Zane. Okay. Um, I, I think the thing with Holly is going to end somewhat tragically. I have a feeling, and just from some of the stuff that some of our guests have said, yeah, I have a feeling she's going to sacrifice herself. Okay, you've been saying this for a while. I just feel it. I don't know. And, and that's I don't, not a love. That's not a fuzzy prediction. It's not a fuzzy By prediction. I we, just we had talked about fu- we had talked about pet the bunny prediction. I know this is not a pet the bunny prediction. This even is, though we had bunny therapy. Yes. Which guys, if you've watched and if you haven't, you really should. The bonus episode from the MDV gifting suite. You have to hear Neil Grayston talking about the bunnies and what it was like to sit in the room full of bunnies because one of them just kept peeing on everyone else. Which is amazing. It's kind of awesome. So, but I just, I don't know. I just feel like this is going to be like everything can't be perfect and happy. And one of the things that everyone said about the final episode they were given, because they announced season six and then pulled it back and said it was just going to be one episode to end everything. And everyone has said, especially Colin, that it's Eureka going on. Life in Eureka just continues. Right. So I don't think everything's going to wrap up with a neat bow. I think Holly is going to sacrifice herself, and I think Fargo is going to have to move on. I'm going to throw you a twist here. Okay. You ready for it? Yes. I'm going to throw it at you. All right. Throw it right at me. There is going to be a reckoning. Ooh. Ooh. Reckoning. Reckoning Reckoning is nice. With the previous timeline. Ooh. I would kind of love that. A reckoning, because this is what I think. I think them fools... The fools that we're talking about that uh-huh. disappeared got uh-huh. sent back there. Ooh. Well, James Callis is coming back. That's what I'm talking about. All right, guys. Well, make sure you join us next week and every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. PST, which means Pacific. Um, come and join us. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Um, rate us nicely, please. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. All right. So I am at Jenna Bush, B-U-S-C-H, like the beer, not the president. If you want to watch my show with Stan Lee, it's Cocktails with Stan. You can go to Stan Lee's World of Heroes at at S-L-W-O-H. And you should. Thank you. And you can follow me at at J. Rossi. And you should. Thank you. J-R-O-T-H-C. And I promise my producer that I am not going to cuss at all next week. No. (laughs) No, no. All right, guys, we love you. Make sure you tweet. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.